0: And in three, two, one. Hey, welcome to the show that's becoming once every two or three months, apparently. Uh, I got with me here, Charles, a longtime family friend. Hi. Yeah, take a minute, introduce yourself, kind of how you describe where you are and who you are, what you enjoy doing in life.
1: Okay, I'm Charles, and I am 54 years old. And kind of feeling it. Yeah? A little bit.
0: Big hunter guy, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> really into hunting. And um, I'm also kind of, uh, I guess I'm disabled, so I don't have a regular job anymore.
0: Yeah, what's um, the background for other people, the story of how it became? You were a crane operator.
1: Yeah, I was a crane operator until about a year and a half ago. And um, I started having these strange uh, cognitive issues. Yeah, making a little noise. <laughs> and um I uh was having a real hard time thinking and then I started having these weird episodes where it was like one minute I was fine and then the next minute it's like I'd had five shots tequila. Wow. So freebie. Yeah, it doesn't work well running a crane. I had three accidents my last week at work and uh decided I needed to take a medical leave of absence before uh I hurt someone, Yeah, there's a lot of responsibility in running a crane.
0: If that didn't happen, would you still be driving a crane, operating a crane? Did you enjoy being oh, in an air-conditioned yeah. box? Yeah. I
1: love running a crane. It's really? so fun. It's kind of like playing a video game. It takes a lot of concentration, but then there's also uh, you know, a certain amount of math that's involved too. So it, practicing it really
0: at the sandpit, like the little kiddie sandpit where they have those uh, the cranes that you can operate. Have you ever seen those? Um, I like, I like no, parks I have kids. Oh, really? A parks for Kids and, like, the sand pits, yeah, there's, like, two levers. One moves the thing and the other moves the bucket. Okay. <laughs> so you just go practice there for Oof. professional. It was hard watching that joke, not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not <laughs> a... Well, I mean, most people have seen I them. Know, like, a kidding. different generation, i <laughs> forgot. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that. You don't uh, You don't go around kids' parks enough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, no, <laughs> no I don't.
0: We had it growing up. But anyways, so then progressing from there, um, you <laughs> got on disability and you've just been kind of... Yeah, and then they found earth. out eventually
1: that I had Lyme disease. Wow. And that's what uh, was probably causing most of my problems. I'm still having some issues with all of that. Um, I'm still having those weird episodes. But um, I did a year of heavy antibiotics, four different antibiotics for over a year.
0: Wow. And, wreck your uh, system.
1: Oh, man. Wrecked my microbiome.
0: Yeah, I bet. Holy and I was God. so proud of it. Oh, yeah. Your keto and everything. You're like, yeah, it's like I
1: was uh, I hadn't taken antibiotics in years and I was very anti antibiotic. <sighs> Rough. So, yeah. And then they just put me on everything. And I'm still trying to recover
0: just from that. Wow. Is there anything that's helped you the most? Maybe someone listening has Lyme disease or a family member with it because it's a very unknown thing. It's hard to diagnose. Hard yeah. To everything. Right. Like people don't even know what <clears throat> it really is or does.
1: Yeah, so the main thing with Lyme disease is catch it early. That's like the biggest thing. Um, if you can get treated within 30 days of getting bit mm-hmm. and contracting the bacteria, Borrelia, burgdorferi, um, then th- you have a really high success rate of being cured and kicking it completely out of your body. After 30 days, it starts to get a little sketchy. Um, I don't know how long I had it, but at least two years. Oh,
0: so Could have so had it a decade, though. brained at that point. And is it just ticks, or if you bit someone, would they get it?
1: Um, so <laughs> it depends on who you ask. Wow. <laughs> According to um, research, um, like the CDC, will tell you you can only get it from ticks. Um, but there is some research that shows that you can get it from other biting insects. Okay. Um, there's it's been shown that it can be um, like a mother can give it to the fetus. Uh, so the baby uh. can be born with Lyme if the mother has Lyme disease. Um, although there are a lot of people that will say that's not true. But it's it's been um, shown in studies mm. that that's happened. Because the mother
0: gives AIDS to babies or it's like a 50-50 chance if the blood types match up? Right. Isn't there something like that?
1: I don't know about AIDS.
0: Mm. Just because they're both like blood born kind of who knows what they are. It's been a long time since I've <laughs> learned anything about the human body and anatomy. Yeah. So uh, you probably got learned as some, about a year ago w- way more than you ever thought you'd learn about Lyme disease specifically.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, Lyme disease wasn't really on my radar. Mm. Um, I mean, I've ha- I have ticks on me every year because I'm out in the outdoors a lot. A lot. Yeah. Um, just last spring I was out and I was out backpacking for three days and pulled 28 ticks off me
0: um seems like that should have been an option in your mind
1: yeah well uh, i just i didn't i never really thought about it but um uh to go back to your other question though they do say that other um blood sucking insects can give you lyme disease so a flea a mosquito let's
0: hope mosquitoes don't get a hold of that
1: biting flies wow. yeah um and then it, it they're there is some evidence for human to human transmission wow interesting yeah, so they they, they it's even possible perhaps okay. that it could be sexually transmitted, wow, because there are the bacteria likes to colonize the inside of your bladder and your um and your uh Uh, your you know your urinary tract yeah
0: so you
1: can see how that would work yeah
0: kind of (laughs) (laughs) not necessarily um wow and so did if you if it wasn't initially on your radar what were you thinking because i mean it's a weird thing when something goes wrong i just recently had like kind of a health problem where i'm like oh my like such a bad stomach ache that so a friend from california had sent me like one or two Xanax and I was like oh I don't think I'll ever use that and then I had a stomachache so bad that I'm like I just need to go to sleep and I was like it was like a godsend to have a little bit and it was like the whole time I was like hesitant to look it up or like take it real or serious you almost want to like pretend like it's not real or it'll go away so what was it like kind of like those early days of like do you just immediately start googling it like a fiend or
1: no the the first when I first started having these episodes it was scary as heck mm i had no idea what was going on because i mean it would just put me down for hours at a time and i i um you know i had went to a bunch of different doctors and had a bunch of different tests and they they were saying things like ms Mm. als parkinson's disease all these like really really bad diseases that they thought that that would They thought that is what I would be ultimately diagnosed with. Um, But the thing is, Lyme disease mimics all of those diseases. So when you have Lyme disease, it can seem like you have MS. It can seem like you have Parkinson's. It can seem like you have ALS. Wow. And so I just was lucky that I got um, diagnosed um, thanks to my wife because... Uh, the testing for Lyme disease that, the, uh, that Western medicine uses, is it has a really high false negative rate. Hmm. So the first test that I took actually came out negative. My, my f- primary care physician ordered the Lyme test, and it was negative. But my wife was so sure I had Lyme disease that she insisted they test me again and give me um, a different uh, Western medicine test than they had given me.
0: Is there an Eastern medicine test? you keep specifying a Western medicine test?
1: Well, there are They've other tests Ginson that are more you. accurate that... Um, I wouldn't say they're not Eastern medicine, but they're they're not sanctioned by, like, the medical board... AMA. Uh, the AMA mm-hmm. or the CDC. So it works, essentially. So, yeah. So if you get tested and get positive by one of these other laboratories that do the testing that's way more accurate, mm-hmm. the CDC won't recognize
0: your diagnosis. So insurance won't, like, cover you getting cured of Lyme disease because you still don't officially have it according to insurance
1: doesn't really cover it anyway unless you get it like if you get it like I said in the first 30 days they catch it yeah then you can get your you know your physician care paid for your medicines paid for but in my case uh none of my stuff was covered
0: Wow, insurance hearing it sounds like we're gonna have to pay out a lot it'd be way more nicer if we just didn't I mean, it seems like they don't pay anything. I mean, we moved away from OHP when we got jobs, and we we're like, "Holy shit! OHP is like the best insurance you can have." Yes, right. Holy cow! Yeah,
1: I'm on OHP now because I haven't worked in over a year and a half. So you
0: didn't at the beginning of it, and that's for like the bad, like yeah, the I had, insurance had really, you for I had
1: really bad work insurance too. It was it was awful. It, I spent so much money in the beginning, um, and I'm still spending a lot of money now. Um, I would say you know, probably four to $500 a month on f- supplements wow. and some prescriptions, just trying to get healed from the damage that the Lyme disease did.
0: Yeah, do you have thoughts on like, I'm sure at night you just get mad at healthcare, of like how you'd reform the healthcare system or like with changes you'd be like, that should be made to healthcare. I mean, there's some that just seem super obvious. Um. You mean where it is where Lyme disease is concerned, or just just the whole in thing, general? Like, so you you've been kind of entrenched in medical care for it sounds like a yeah. year. You must have a lot of thoughts and opinions on like why do they do it this way
1: definitely um you know it's such a comp- that's a really complicated subject it's so deep um but I would say. Like, it would be nice if you could walk in and know how much whatever you're going to do is going to cost you.
0: Big time. Shop around at different pieces. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's massive. I yeah. Mean, it's weird that that's the one of the only, like, services that you, like, different land, uh, you know, people who uh, cut up stuff in your yard, you can do them, but you just can't do a doctor. It's like...
1: Yeah, it's like one of the only things that you can't get an estimate. Yeah.
0: It's or weird. even... That's a good start because it's not really political it seems like a no-brainer you know it's not like oh like straight to single-payer health care or anything like that or right everyone should be completely on their own it's like it's just pretty obvious it's like hey you should be able to shop around and know what you're going to expend if you want to get this
1: and i it you know and i also do think that health care should be like one of those basic human rights like it we should all have health care um it's ridiculous that people have to declare bankruptcy yeah. Um, I heard that bank that medical
0: bills were one of the number one, yeah, like 30, if not the number one. Yeah, I think it's 33 percent of bankruptcies was something yeah. crazy. Yeah, I'd, I'd be curious if you like tested people throughout their entire lives if you think healthcare should be covered by taxes it'd be funny <laughs> to see all the people that say like no 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 like why should i pay for someone who smoked their whole life and now has lung disease and then the second that they get a medical thing go wrong with them and just see if they all switch over to yes like just seeing the trend line of someone has a major health problem and they realize how completely screwed you are almost regardless of how successful and mu- much money you've saved up yeah still it can completely you drain you yeah you completely can drain you. so much money and anything happens you're like well you're going to get a lot of doctors who don't really give you answers, but still charge you a ton. Yeah. That would be a good change to the medical system. If they don't help you in any way, they can't charge you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know how that would work, because uh, at least they tried. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it seems like every time I've gone to the doctor, like I went in for like an ingrown toe, and I was like, hey, can you just like pre- like preventively like laser the sides and cut it? They're like, we don't do preventative care. Like so many examples. Yes of like they just do they really want to help or do they just want to kind of be like make more money if we don't help now one of the things that i would also change is like
1: it seems like they could have as you said more focus on preventative care yeah and also like the nutritional side of
0: things just like, a hashtag hashtag kill all doctors <laughs> no <laughs> doesn't go trending <laughs> might but um yeah i don't know about that hashtag stuff there's no preventative care for lyme disease is there like you can take preventative care for even hiv now or like aids well really? i yeah. theoretically it's yeah there is there is preventative
1: care for lyme disease
0: there is so yeah like my mm-hmm. naturopath
1: that um, uh, gave me all the antibiotics she says she has a patient that um goes out every spring and goes hiking and camping and so she just prescribes her antibiotics f- for like the whole spring if oh you so get it on you get it. yeah so mm. when you get bit so like when i got bit last mm. spring when i had all those ticks on me um there was no chance that i was going to get reinfected with lyme disease because
0: because mm-hmm. i was full of antibiotics yeah, it's called prep that's the hiv prevention yeah. one prep is like you had sex with someone you're like oh you learn they have hiv and you like take it the same day you're like 99 mm. percent chance you won't get hiv Mm. And then tetanus, obviously, you get a shot like ten years beforehand. So it's interesting to see like how far is preventive care.
1: Yeah, but but like I of all the times I've ever gone to the doctor, like I can only think of one time when, and that was at the cardiologist when somebody asked me what my diet was like. <laughs> It's you know. Just
0: uh, the grit and gristle and fat of meat. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, it's it's yeah. He laughs, but Kenzie and I have seen him eat just like <laughs> well, mostly true, the yeah. fat of a steak. I've been in that place before for sure. I'm not. <laughs> I
1: definitely gonna. tried it after I saw you eat it. I was like, well, I'm gonna give it a go. Oh, you I, did? Yeah. The, the gristle. Yeah, it's okay. Of the fat. I'm not a big fan. Yeah. Yeah. Chewy yeah. and then fat's just. Well, tiny. some fats better than other. Like okay. we all like bacon
0: fat, right? Ah, kind of nah. like leaner bacon. You guys don't like bacon? Not, not really, like I the like whole bacon. fucking slice is fat. Like I actually kind of look right, through the bacon. Okay. I'll just look through ten or twenty to find one that's like there's at least some uh-huh. meat for all the fat. Well, about
1: salami, that's like fifty percent. Oh, never. Eat salami. Okay, I do like salami. Yeah, There's yeah, a lot of fat. In yeah, that. I deli deli <laughs> meats.
0: Uh, so not to make the whole show about medical, just keep that you know compact in ten minutes. We'll never touch on that again. What got you into hunting, and why is this something that you? you from the outside, it kind of seems like you almost like base your life around hunting when it's hunting season.
1: Yeah, no, I do. I live for hunting season. It's like the that is the thing that is on my mind every single day. Wow. Even before archery season is over, I'm already thinking about the archery season the following year and how I'm going to do things differently. How I'm going to prep differently. It's a constant learning thing. But it's a how I got into it. Um, my father was an outdoorsman and a hunter and um so you know he just kind of brought me up into it from the time i was a little kid had me out there shooting things yeah
0: is it something you'd prefer not to talk about of why you bow hunt compared to gun hunt
1: no i'll talk about it cool i don't care
0: yeah uh, if you had the option to do either would you stay with bow hunting or would you go uh, shooting guns i
1: i would do both Nice. but i can't because i'm a felon yeah yeah i i was uh,
0: something that's legal and you can buy two blocks away
1: here. yeah i was arrested for ground pot back in 2009 back when it was <laughs> just kind of everything was changing yeah like my attorney said i was like one of the last people to get a big sentence that must have been great to hear
0: <laughs> yeah well uh, yeah. you were know, like oh great and they, they yep. got didn't happen one year later
1: well, exactly. If it had, I maybe I wouldn't have had to go to prison for two years
0: for it. Is there anything that can get expunged now that it is legal? I mean, like, it seems like as soon as the law changes, they should look at everyone who got screwed over before that and been like, well, they were just ahead of their time.
1: Well, they should, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> right? But the problem is, um, m- mine is a federal felony.
0: so oh, it's not yeah. federally legal. So if it's federally legal that might happen then?
1: Uh... N- <sighs> No, that's not the issue. The issue is that there's no way to get your record expunged through the federal system. Oh, the bureaucracy it, is so
0: slow that it actually completely stops. <laughs> <I'm kidding.
1: laughs> well, no, it's not that it stopped. They just don't have there's a no mechanism. There's just no mechanism. There's no mm-hmm. process for getting your record expunged. Weird. Um, the, uh, so well, the only awful. way like, I will ever <laughs> be able to get my rights back, uh, like my firearms rights. Um, Voting. No, I can vote, actually. Yep. Yeah. Um it's, it's that varies state to state. Mm, okay. Um and and in Oregon I can vote as a felon. Nice. Um but the only way I can get my firearms rights back is to get a presidential
0: pardon. Wow. So yeah. low likelihood but never zero. That's right. <laughs> yeah, not not zero. Yeah, the federal government don't give enough about nobody.
1: Let's get a petition going for you. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't, be the, you wouldn't be the Blue first Charles. one to
0: get a petition going. You'd be the first one to get one going for me, though. <laughs> just for gun rights. Not even, like, for you from wrongful conviction. In, yeah. Like, you're currently in jail for another 10 years. It's like, no. those ones make a lot of sense. No, he's out. Let he's him fine. hunt. He's, Let he's the man doing hunt. well. He just keeps <laughs> to right, right, He right. for hunting. It's <laughs> yeah. like, what are you doing to this man? It's torture.
1: Well, I, I, there, is, there is a hope for me to get my gun rights back in just the state of Oregon, though, and I'm actually pursuing that. I've given an attorney a pretty good chunk of money to uh, um, petition the court to let me have my rights back in the state of Oregon. But it's that will be, you know, my record won't be expunged. I still can't travel out of state with a firearm.
0: Yeah. Um, So that'll mean at the current moment, just bow hunting, you're out in the woods pretty much alone, maybe one other person for 30 days. Mm -hmm. Would you be out and alone in the woods for 60 days consecutively? what do you mean like 30 bow hunting and then you just like go put your bow in your car or your truck and then grab out your rifle and just be out there for another 30 days eating mountain house or what's that like no
1: well you can't do that in oregon
0: Mm. um you You can't can't, do both no you can't
1: do both the same year
0: oh i had no No, idea yeah you're
1: really really in oregon you're allowed you have to choose archery Mm. muzzle loader Mm. or traditional firearms Mm um like in montana though you can bow hunt and then if you're not successful with your bow tag then it then you can go chase after say, elk with a rifle
0: yeah that's what would make sense is like yeah. hey, you can try the bow hunting which is obviously probably a lower likelihood of success and then yeah it is yeah and then if you don't get it then you can still gun hunt rather it's like hey yeah. pick one or the other interesting
1: but if i could do what you suggested i would yep. absolutely do I, that 60 I, days yeah i would spend 60 days 90 days i would spend every day out hunting Wow. maybe i'd probably have to take some days off at that point yeah
0: and you don't ever feel like guilt for killing the animal like what's your thoughts on like i'm i'm gonna kill this thing and eat it is like it's better than factory farming and most people eat meat that way anyways or is it just like it's not actually conscious or
1: i wouldn't say that i don't feel guilt about it um i i always feel a little remorse when i kill an animal killing Um, something
0: eight times your size
1: yeah, I, wait. I mean, it's it's a very for me, it's a very emotional thing to take the life of another um, living creature. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I do consume meat. Yeah. And if I'm going to consume meat, I would prefer the bulk of it. I take full responsibility
0: for ethical. And um, that's happened how many times? How many elk have you got in your life? So
1: um, far. I believe this last year was number 18. Wow.
0: Yeah. It's quite a few elk. You yeah. you have all their antlers or anything? Or like any sort of uh, memorial? Or yeah, I have an mem- altar. You have an altar? <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. I don't. It's in your bathroom. You just sit there it's and actually, take a shit and you just look at all the dead
1: elk. <laughs> no, it's No, um, but I do have a pretty big pile of antlers. I bet. And there's, you know, there's a bunch of them laying around the yard and some in the your garage. Wife. It, please don't get another one this year. <laughs> I'm not allowed to have them in the house. <laughs>
0: trophies or something yeah yeah <laughs> and so I actually fun.
1: have some um taxidermied heads from past times um, your, your favorite ones the ones that looked perfect um no they and actually I don't even have a taxidermied elk I have a
0: a stone sheep a mountain goat do you can hunt any animal that you've hunted like what's your favorite one that you have hunted is elk your favorite or is that the easiest one to get tags for I would say I do love hunting elk
1: Um, and it is one of the easier tags to get in Oregon score, but I really, really love hunting sheep. They're amazing to hunt. They live in these really, really inaccessible places. Like, anybody can go out and find an elk.
0: It's always, the, the sheep are always, like, fenced in with barbed wire. It's hard to get to them. Right <laughs> yeah, on the road, Yeah, yeah, yeah on the yeah, road, yeah. literally you, resting yeah, You totally have rifle. to trespass
1: and sneak <laughs> in and,
0: no, no. It'd be funny if they sold tags and farmers just got to account for, like, write that one off on taxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can go get your own uh, your own sheep before it's, like, brutally murdered in a factory farm. It's like, well, you kill it and just drag it out yourself. Well, I've done that, too. <laughs> i like it and a so, couple times uh how old were you when you started hunting because i still haven't i have my gun my hunter safety course i could go hunt yeah. and you know you convinced kenzie and i two years ago to get tags for elk and then we heard about Lyme, and you we're like scared eh, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what i'm good you know yeah. i'll pass yeah. um so i mean I'm, who knows maybe in three or five years that that fear will completely go away i'll take a and uh not an ibuprofen but uh antibacterial antibi- antibiotic and go out hunting and if so, maybe I'll love him, you know, just get eighteen deer by or eighteen elk by the time I'm fifty
1: four. Well, we can I can take you places where you're not
0: gonna see ticks that time of year. That's what you say. You're always like, Oh, those are a couple miles away. It's like, wouldn't wherever the animals are, the ticks also be Yeah,
1: I, I hear what you're saying, definitely. But the, the ticks definitely congregate <laughs> more around the water. They they definitely mm. travel on the animals. Um but they're also um the ticks are primarily like in the feeding mode in the
0: springtime mm-hmm. so because you, you said you hunted in spring right you said last spring is when you're out i was actually hunting? out scouting for a bear spring mm-hmm. bear you have so a bear tag
1: i don't this year oh Yet. you're scouting for have a, a place, fall bear
0: so when you do have a tag you know where to go yeah yeah i was looking for some bear
1: actually at, uh that trip though i think the bear season had started so it was probably the first week of bear season when mm. I was out there when I saw those ticks.
0: I always hear stories about how bears eat a lot of blueberries their meat tastes better. I'm curious if you could find like a place that no one ever goes and hunts way off in the corner like they never look there and you go buy like three or four like baby bears and you plant a bunch of blueberries and you set them free there and you know like all right, in like five years I'll be able to go hunt here and it'll be like the most kosher best meat ever Would that be illegal? Can you stock your own feeding grounds like if you buy an elk off an exotic
1: well, Animals yeah, they like? have
0: these, these uh, they
1: call them high fence
0: operations, places where the
1: elk are actually owned and raised by the people that own the land. And hmm. um, they can't escape the wow. land because the fences are so high. Do hunters look down that on that? That sounds who fair. Is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looked down on? It's n- yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yes, a lot of people look down on that, definitely. Hmm. I get it um, but back to your thing about the uh the bear tasting like blueberries so i what i wonder is like if you could like pen up a bear and just feed it chicken would bear meat taste like chicken
0: mm. or salmon i'm curious if like right oh, after they yeah, eat salmon no, they that's bad they yeah. taste bad after they eat salmon yeah really yeah. cuz i know salmon taste bad right after they molter right after they uh they breed right they like pretty much just die yeah, within a couple yeah days. yeah yeah they're, they're yeah or so even do, like a steelhead that's so spawned so that, do the th- bears eat the salmon after they spawn that's why they taste bad why would a, why would a bear taste bad after no eating? they eat them before
1: but um i don't know i haven't tasted them but that's just what they say like up in alaska mm-hmm. where there's a lot of bears and there are a lot of salmon mm-hmm. People don't like to eat bears that have been feeding on salmon. Uh,
0: I want to hear one thing straight from you, because I had a misunderstanding my entire life. We went to a burger joint down the road, food truck, and the guy said, Oh, yeah, I go hunt elk, so, you know, I make um, veal, or not veal, but uh, elk, bur- elk burgers for, like, friends and family and stuff. And he's like, I can maybe make you one, but he's like, be warned it's gamey, as in it's a good thing. And I always thought gamey meant chewy, and he's like, no, gamey's a taste that is a good thing for an animal to have. And I always thought, like, if something was too gamey, you'd jerk you. Or, like, you know, you would go a different direction with it. What is gamey meat? What causes it? And do you look for it or do you hate it?
1: Um, yeah, so gamey meat, I don't really like gamey meat. Um, you know, all all wild game is going to taste different than, say, like a, a beef. Or, you know, like a wild pig will taste somewhat different than domestic pig. What's the difference? I don't know on pig, but... Um, And well, the gaminess can it it can be caused by a different a lot of different things. Um, One of the main things is the diet of the animal. Mm. So, um, you know, like black tailed deer that live on this side of the mountains here, you know, on the west side of the mountains. Like I, I, don't know what their diet is, but I, I just do not like wow. to eat blacktail
0: because it's too gamey. Yeah, it's not. Is that one of those things where people always say if you shoot it and then you chase it, it tastes worse? Does that, that makes it gamey? That is, uh, another thing I've heard.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, although, mom, um, I've eaten animals that have been in that situation. And, taste and, and the stress or it, something? I, I couldn't. I couldn't taste the stress. <laughs> yeah, no, I was stressed I out that week though. <laughs> but definitely, I mean that there may be something to that. Um, but the other thing is just like care of the animal, um, how you care for the meat and like in the field. And then when you bring it home and butcher it, um, or how your butcher cares for it. If, if you just send it off to be butchered, do you send it off to be
0: butchered? Do you do it yourself?
1: I do it myself now. Um, and I've probably done 75% of the animals I've harvested over the years by myself. Um, but there was a point in my life um, when I was a pot grower, and I had a lot of money. I was paying a butcher to do it, nice. and I had a bad experience with one butcher. Um, Took all the good, good pieces. No, wh- what he did was um, uh, he when I got my meat back, and I had the ground meat, the burger. I tasted it, and it and it was very gamey. Mm. It tasted awful, and it didn't taste
0: like the rest of my elk. So you gave him some of it. Or like It didn't taste like the rest of that same elk or the rest of, like, in terms of another elk that you gotten? It didn't taste like that same elk. Oh, okay. Like, so the, the other cuts them. of the meat. Yeah.
1: And so, when, so I came back and said, hey, what? there's something wrong. This burger's off. What's the deal? And he says, oh, what we do is um, we put everybody's burger in the same batch. <laughs> so, your elk had, you know, Ew. so many pounds no. of burger meat. So, we threw it all in the same bucket. And then, we uh, grind it all up. And then, and then you just get... However much you put in, you get out, but it's mixed with everybody that's else's
0: up. I'd be beefed. Oh
1: yeah, <laughs> I, <laughs> I never, I never went back to that guy. Yeah, why would you? That's Definitely no, that's not. No good. And and then every other butcher after that, I always asked them if that was a Don't practice. You fuck with my elk? <laughs> yeah, but you asked when I, um, <clears> first <throat> I started <throat> hunting. Yeah, and I was probably four years old. My dad used to take me out to shoot sage rats.
0: Wow. Before we get to the beginning of your hunting, when you're out there, do you eat any of it raw? Like, do you, you someone who like eats the heart and like cries and kneels down, or like do you do any of that, or do you just like cut it up, bring it back? You don't know, eat any of it while you're out there. Oh, I'll eat some
1: of it when I'm out there, but not raw. Not raw. So you like no. make a little
0: fire and put like the liver. Your, you know, what do you what do you cook? And eat um, out there?
1: generally, if I'm gonna cook something while I'm out there, it would probably be like the tenderloins.
0: Mm. Yeah. So just eat the best part immediately.
1: Sure. Why not? Yeah. Um, but, um, I just recently started keeping the tongue hmm. and that would be something else I would maybe consider eating while I'm out there.
0: Put in like a stew or you cook it up like regular meat. Um, what you do is you, good. you actually boil it. Huh.
1: Yeah. You boil it for several hours and then what? you peel this and then the skin peels off if you. If you can dunk it in some cold water, or ice. soft boiled tongue. It's so good. I kept the tongue for the last, the first time last year and you ate it. Oh, it was so fantastic! I didn't eat it out there. I brought it home and ate it. But mm. yeah, you I mean, we, eat... but
0: you've heard of a Langua taco. No, I haven't. Yeah, you can get beef. that at any taco stand. It's oh. tongue, yeah. beef tongue. You don't eat Rocky Mountain oysters. I know that's like bull, but you don't eat it with the elk, do you? You just like leave all the I entrails. Have. You have? You oh leave, yeah. But you leave like the guts and like the brain, like or, like you leave a lot of it there, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. I leave the the a lot of the bones, the hide the guts uh, uh the guts yeah but i keep the Intras. liver the heart um i tried keeping the kid a kidney this this last year and and now from an elk at least was not edible mm.
0: not edible isn't too hard what would it be not edible just tastes shit it tasted like piss <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'd imagine it tastes like that's yeah. why i'm always surprised the not, liver doesn't taste bad not just like
1: any piss like elk piss uh. which yeah. has a very distinctive yeah aroma is it like goats or like horses probably i would imagine it's you know it's maybe not the exact like olfactory profile (laughs) as a goat but um i'm sure it's like uh, uh, imagine goat piss is very strong smelling Mm.
0: the way that you said that yeah it's pretty gross yeah and elk piss is really strong smelling one day at a taco restaurant i'll be adventurous enough and i'll eat Tongue.
1: It's pretty good. Wow. You, you oh, know? it yeah. is fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty good.
0: Yeah, and I mean if they're boiling it for hours. They clearly put time into it. So yeah, you're four and you're killing little rats and stuff, and then you're just like, I just sage love rats. killing stuff. What is a sage rat? It's just a, a rat? Sage rat. Sage rat is
1: um, uh, they actually have another name, but that's what we call them out on the east side of the mountains. Um, they are a type of ground squirrel. Mm.
0: It's not so. a shrew. Shrew isn't the other name for no. them. No, a shrews not a squirrel anyway. <laughs> <No idea>. <laughs> <laughs> There's just some level of word association. Yeah. I was like, I'll throw it out there.
1: Now they also call them fence posts because they just all stand out there on their hind legs like this, and mm. so you and just then
0: it's line up a squirrel, pretty much.
1: Yeah. Nice. Or a sage rat. Sage rat. And you wouldn't eat that though, would you? No, you don't eat sage rats. Yeah. But they do a lot of uh, damage to farmers' mm. land, so farmers are always happy to have people come out
0: and kill them. Would you be one of those people who's up in a helicopter in Texas shooting boars with, like, a machine gun? Like, do you enjoy it to that level or you just enjoy it to, like, the skill level of, like, you know, kind of, like, sniping one animal? Yeah, I... I don't know. I... I would maybe try that. Because it'd be good for... It's, like, you, it's not something you feel guilty about, like those boars are invasive they, they are the invasive
1: definitely yeah and and I guess I could maybe find some way to justify it that way um but no i'm I'm not like i when I was a kid when I was young and my dad was bringing me up, like my dad's siri was like if it moves kill it yeah. whether it's legal to kill it or not doesn't matter you mm-hmm. just
0: shoot everything that you can probably started liking that because he was like nice reward and praise for doing totally, it totally like,
1: totally and then he was you know like oh w- w- you know have you ever killed one of those kinds of birds no well then you should try and kill one
0: and bald eagle <laughs> yeah no i never <laughs> killed a bald eagle um <laughs> just says that one day it's like That's like a federal crime (laughs) (laughs) it is totally
1: a federal crime actually that was the one thing that my dad discouraged me from killing were birds of prey which is kind of odd because um because he encouraged me to kill every other thing that was against the law to kill Hmm. um and as many of them as i could so um
0: even people yeah sorry well i mean it it worked out Uh, (laughs) you know you turned out to be pretty decent so it's not too bad of a way to raise a kid is give them a gun at four isn't like something like ten percent of deaths in a household from a toddler with a gun though? Like, I don't know. It's like a crazy high amount w- of people I, yeah, who are shot know. in their own homes uh, aren't from an intruder or like self or like screwing with it themselves It's that like a kid under the age of five gets a hold of a handgun.
1: I believe it. I mean, when I They're when I conscious? was growing up, we had guns all over the house and they were loaded. Wow. And you know, my dad, you know, he just told us don't ever touch the guns. And then like one of the first things I remember is my dad took my sister and I out on a hunting trip with him and shot a rock chuck which Mm. is a it's actually a marmot but we call them rock chucks over there and and he shot it with the 22 250 and it pretty much like turned it inside out and he you know brought it out brought us over to look at it and he said this is what happens if you play with guns this is like what will happen mm. i was just about to ask to you. how you
0: impress upon a kid how yeah. important uh, yeah. don't touch this because you say oh oh don't like do drugs like don't smoke weed and then you know the kid tries, and i like is everything i've been told a lie but it's like with a gun you have to be like no this is different
1: yeah well there was two things like i had no desire whatsoever to really play with guns because number one my dad was like yeah if you play with guns what you see there with that rock chuck that's what's going to happen to your sister yeah But the other thing was, anytime I wanted to play with a gun, I could just ask, and my dad would like show me how to. You know, we could we go out shooting all the time, and if we weren't going out shooting, you know, he'd show me how to take apart a gun and clean it. Or it wasn't until later in life that you did play with a gun,
0: right? In a car with a friend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Is is that a story you tell? Because that was one of the stories that I'm like, wow, that would be a brutal thing to be driving.
1: Uh yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm an open book, so right. yeah. Set I'll the talk, stage. Yeah, I'll talk. Uh, so, I used to carry. Con- I had a concealed <laughs> handgun permit in Oregon, so I always had handguns around in the car. And um, I was in Southern Oregon, and it was my mother's birthday, and we were all meeting down there uh, because that's where my mom's mom lives. We have some family down there, so we were celebrating her birthday down there. I was with my girlfriend, and we had gone on a pretty vigorous mountain bike ride. It was a hard one. And, um, and then when we got to the bottom, we smoked a joint. So I was breaking a bunch of cardinal rules. Um, I was high. I was driving. Um, <laughs> playing with guns while we were driving high. Uh, you not the best mix. <clears throat> but I, I, used to, I used to carry this... Um, uh, Smith & Wesson Model 38, and um, my brother-in-law, he wanted to, he was looking for a, a concealed carry gun, and so he wanted to, he wanted to know what it would be like to carry the Smith & Wesson Model 38, so um, he asked me if he could borrow mine for a couple of weeks to carry it, and I said, yes, as long as you give me something to replace it with, because that is the gun that I keep in my truck. So so he said, "Sure i'll give you my um my uh my forty five uh model nine nineteen eleven which was a little semi automatic forty five it great safety features right yeah well it's it's actually yeah it's got a grip safety and it has a thumb safety mm. um, but uh <coughs> besides that um." my girlfriend she noticed that i had a different gun in the truck because mm. she'd driven around with me a lot and she's like well you have this wh- where, where's your other gun and um i was like oh dan's got it he he's loaned me this this pistol and um <clears throat> she's we were talking about it <clears throat> excuse me and she Somehow it came up that I was not keeping around in the chamber of the 45, and I had a reason for not keeping around in the chamber, and that was because my dad had shot himself in the <laughs> ass with a 45. In the ass? Yeah. Putting in his waistband or what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, awesome. he had it in his waistband, and he uh, he blew a hole through his ass. Through the through his butt cheek, and that's then it went crazy. into his calf and lodged between his Achilles tendon and his and his he leg. Shot bone. twice in one round. <laughs> yeah, that's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like okay, you yeah. got one. it three got
0: holes. Entry, entry, exit, and another entry. Wound. Yeah,
1: and then and then the place they cut him open to take <sighs> it out. So anyway, so um, you had one
0: of these guns in your possession. You're like, great, this is a great yeah. gun to have.
1: But I'm blah, but I'm not going to keep a round in the chamber, which yeah. you know,
0: whatever one more level of safety
1: yeah just one more level of safety and she said well what you know what what good is a gun if you don't if it's not loaded or you don't have a round (laughs) in the chamber and i said well i can put a round in the chamber really fast and and she goes well what i don't know why she said this but she said well what if you only had one hand (laughs) because you have to work the slide and it takes two hands and And and, you're driving while this is happening and i'm driving while we're having this conversation down i-5 on the way to my mom's birthday <clears throat> and I said I can put it round in the chamber with one hand. She's like, "What? How do you do that?" And so the military police have this trick that they would do with their with cuz they would carry 1911s back in the day. And they would draw the gun and they would use the front sight and they would um, catch it on the side of their pants mm-hmm. and use that to actuate the slide. So, Which by
0: doing so, you'd be getting rid of a, <clears throat> the grip safety because you're pushing into it, right?
1: Yeah, but actually I, I have to back up a little bit because I was showing her the gun. So I took the clip out and handed her an empty gun, mm-hmm. but I wasn't paying attention. I'm driving, and I'm high. And so she looks at this gun and she's checking it out. And then I did not see it. But at some point, she reached over and got the clip and put it back in the gun.
0: She really wants a round And that then gun.
1: she handed it to me and said, show me how you would do this with one hand. Well, I, I had bicycle shorts on, so I couldn't do the thing on the pants. So I did it on the floorboard. And I had carpet. And when I did it, a little piece of carpet got caught in the slide. Well, I didn't realize I had just jacked a live round into the chamber. Um, and i want to say like this is like the only time i ever remember someone handing me a gun that i didn't check to see if it was loaded and had i done that the whole accident would have been avoided
0: it's the definition of the one time that you don't do it it will happen
1: right so um and when you when you um when you put when you actuate the slide it locks the hammer back so it's ready to pull the trigger and fire and so me thinking it was unloaded, I just pointed the forty-five down between my knees towards the floorboards and pulled the trigger to drop the hammer so that it wasn't just left yeah. up. Rational. And um, <laughs> the gun went off. The round went into my steering wheel and ricocheted off the steel part of my steering wheel and went into my leg just above my knee, hit my... Um, femur, tracked down the femur, and as soon as it hit uh, the knee joint, it slid right into the joint. I, it must have had some kind of weird side velocity, because it actually slid down the bone and then into the joint and lodged in the middle of my
0: knee joint. So not too bad. A quick in-out. Through. <laughs> no, it didn't go through. It <laughs> stayed exact in. The exact worst yeah. thing. It, like, it's everything that it possibly could. Yeah. And And you're driving 60, Was it your left or right? No, actually,
1: when this happened, we weren't driving. We had pulled off because we missed, Ah. because we were were playing with a gun and we're high. So we missed the exit to go to my mom's birthday. (laughs) So we were actually on this overpass when this happened. And we were stopped at the overpass and in a line of traffic. And I shoot myself in the leg. And, um, and, uh. cammy just she started screaming just non-stop screaming very helpful yeah Yeah, and i'm looking at my leg and there's a big hole in the side of it and i thought for sure that i'd you know shot through the bone um and so i said cammy i've shot myself in the leg i need you to calm down (laughs) there's a there's a gas station about a half a mile ahead we got to get there um, I cannot change. move my leg, so I'm going to work the clutch with my right leg, and you're going to work the throttle, wow. the, the accelerator pedal, yeah. with your left leg. And we're going to drive down to that gas station and call an ambulance.
0: You didn't call, uh, you know, bring out your inner Pulp Fiction and say, we're going to be like the Fonzies. Bitch, we're going to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. No, I, I don't recall saying that. I may have. Probably a blur. If anything, I think
1: if this was actually before Pulp Fiction, though.
0: Oh, that existed? <laughs> yeah my lifetime yeah that's right <laughs> um so that's nutty and then she so was it just hazy or like you go to the the gas station then you go to a hospital and no it wasn't
1: hazy at all um, No, we yeah we made it we killed the car the first try and then we got it going we drove down pulled in stopped she went in used their
0: phone you're in shock so you weren't in pain or oh, were that, you just excruciating? I wasn't really
1: in shock at that point It it didn't hurt as much as I would have expected like if, if I was to like hit you on the side of the leg as hard as I could with my open hand, just slap it, that's what it felt like. Huh? Yeah, yeah. the
0: body isn't probably like used to feeling that in any sort of like way that would help benefit you. It probably just doesn't know to recognize it. Like a bullet yeah. going into you. Like, I mean, if it fuck?
1: had broken the bone, it probably would have been ah, way, bad. way more. You kind of got lucky
0: that it didn't ricochet anywhere up yeah. for either of you. You know, it like, first off, it didn't hit your genitals. It hit like below your thigh. <laughs> it yeah. didn't hit, didn't yeah. hit your, your yeah. big artery. It's like, wow. Like if you I mean you got quote unquote lucky when you shot yourself. Well you know the thing is gone bad.
1: Yeah, well I got lucky in that it <laughs> hit it the steering worse. wheel and it and it reduced the velocity enough that it did not break the bone. But the other thing is is if it hadn't hit the steering wheel, it would have just shot a hole through my floorboards and I wouldn't have got shot in the knee in the first place. <sighs> Brutal. So, so yeah. you were aiming it
0: kind of out the steering wheel? Yeah, you I suck. was just
1: holding it like I just pointed it, just you know, in a down. safe direction yeah. which was down and
0: and it just and with an, a bullet that shouldn't have been there, you didn't account for a ricochet.
1: <laughs> no, not at all. So yeah, and then the ambulance came. Actually, the cop showed up first. Hmm. And when I saw him pull <laughs> up, I actually picked up the pistol and unloaded it so I could in, and and uh, lock the slide back so I could hand him an empty weapon
0: and um nothing cops love more than people holding guns around them i would just like set it somewhere. i actually did just set it on the oh, scene okay, nice, when yeah. he when
1: he came up i told him
0: that there the, where it was sitting mm-hmm. so
1: he, then he took it and uh we i got it back a couple weeks uh, after that but yeah i went to the hospital and it turned out my uncle was the uh, head of the er wow. w- department where i went in and so he was there and um i uh Eventually got in. They had to operate to take the bullet out. And I spent, uh, I don't know, two or three nights in the hospital.
0: Wow. Did she ever just apologize for it? Or was she like, that wasn't my fault in any way? Mm-hmm. I mean, at some point you had to like, you just know, look really at it like, why'd you load it?
1: I take full responsibility for it. Because like I said, I, it was my responsibility to check and make sure it was unloaded.
0: You're clearly not Jason Bourne. You didn't like notice that there's a slight weight difference. Isn't that the whole thing is like some people can like tell if a gun's loaded or not? Hey, uh
1: you? Yeah, but yeah, there probably probably are folks like that. um Although that skill may diminish if they just smoked a joint. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. they have to be like, this is my rifle <laughs> and they're driving, person, yeah. the yeah. full metal <laughs> yeah.
0: jacket guy, where you just got yeah. one gun and you know the exact everything about it. Yeah. I would n- probably never going to have one of those guns in my... Uh, just after knowing that your dad shot his butt with it, you shot your knee with it, it has a horrible safety mechanism. I'm like, that's a gun I don't It's actually
1: ever. not anymore. a horrible safety mechanism. Oh,
0: I was saying it facetiously earlier because I'm like... I, obviously it sounds horrible
1: yeah no it's not that they actually have a they like I said they have a thumb safety like a lot of handguns but they also have a grip safety so if you if you don't have your hand on the grip you and you're actuating that um, grip safety you can't fire it
0: so when it happened to your dad he was putting it in his waistband it wasn't just sitting there it was like the force of his putting uh, it in
1: my, my dad he's who knows how it happened no I know how it happened <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they were out going out to dinner in Portland at this really fancy restaurant that had indoor parking, basement. And so um, they had left the restaurant. And my dad... He had just smoked a joint. <laughs> they had just smoked. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> identical <laughs> stories. <laughs> no, but my dad had this habit. He always carried that 1911. And so he had a habit of he would reach and check and make sure it was on safety. But how he would do that is he would take it off safety. So, he'd click it off safety and click it back on safety. And it was just this habit that he had that he thought was safe. And what happened was he had his wallet in his back pocket. And um, with the the pistol in his waistband, the wallet was actually pushing the trigger, the corner of the wallet. wallet. Yeah. And so, he put his hand on the grip and actuated the grip safety. And then as soon as he flicked it off safety, it went off.
0: So ironic how he's doing something for a safety precaution, yeah, and it gets you shot. That's so many things in life where you're like, I'm gonna go out of my way to do something, and then it has the exact opposite effect on your life. It's scary how often that happens, especially in conversations. You're like, oh, i want gonna be this person, and you just come off as the other person. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's human those, curse. Those times happen too often. Um, yeah. So, anyways, so we know crane operator, lime, hunting. Is yeah. there any other like aspects of you as a human being if you're encased in, in an hour? We got like 15, 20 minutes left. Obviously, we can go however long, but an hour is a good amount of time, you know. What's uh, is there any other aspects of your life that you find like interesting that you enjoy talking about that you're motivated by? Or,
1: um, I'm. Or
0: are you a three-dimensional person?
1: <laughs> no, I'm. I'm very motivated by spirituality. Mm. Yeah. So I'm kind of on this. Path where I want to um, be more conscious,
0: be a more evolved human. Is that like the Joe Dispenza route or the ayahuasca route or the meditating route or the reading or like like what's to dive into a little bit? Um, I've tried all of the above. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, so uh, obviously I've done quite a bit of reading um, and I've read Joe Dispenza's couple of his books. Um, uh, I have for the last 10 years most of it had a pretty dedicated meditation practice 30 days in a row once a year <laughs> just when you're out hunting <laughs> no no um i've meditated like every day for years in a row wow how long each day um at eight, eight hours a night a minimum of 10 minutes that's good which is is pretty short but um but as long as two hours Mm. yeah it just kind of depends on where I'm at and what I'm doing you know when you're when you're working a 50 hour a week job it's hard to meditate yeah. to
0: find the time to meditate for very long what's your rationale of why you do it like if you've done it for all this time what have you gained out of it to where you wake up and you say I have a busy day I'm still gonna carve out 10 minutes to an hour to do this like what do you get out of it that makes it like I'm gonna still do this
1: yeah um, I definitely get um, it helps with my stress levels mm. Um, it helps me to deal with stressful situations during the day better. Hmm. Um, it just, I, I'm one of those people that likes to meditate first thing in the morning. Hmm. Um, and it just kind of sets me up for the day.
0: Do you feel best in the morning and then worse throughout the day? Because I've noticed I feel worse in the morning. Worst in the morning, I feel great, like as the day goes on.
1: Yeah, right now, um, I'm kind of on this deal where I, I actually don't feel that good in the morning, mm-hmm. which I think has to do with the Lyme disease. Um, like yesterday morning, I woke up and I was having one of my episodes mm-hmm. when I got up, which is pretty miserable.
0: Yeah. Um, so, uh... So, um, with antibiotics, you're just taking, like, Chinese herbs or medicines? Or yeah, just I'm to taking some
1: Chinese something. herbs now. <clears throat> um, I that the th- I think that the um, the Lyme disease caused a significant amount of damage to my brain and my central nervous system and I even though I've got the the bacteria knocked down um, it, it's still in me mm-hmm. and um, I still have that damage but I believe it's healing slowly so I, I do overall I'm trending towards feeling
0: better nice every day good trend line
1: yeah but i still you know it's not straight up yeah it's you know like it's everyone wants it to be yeah like i i definitely backslide like i had a couple of really bad weeks just recently um and especially since i started these chinese herbs they um i believe i'm having kind of a herxheimer reaction
0: mm. from um, those don't know what that is but before we get back to meditation how how do you think it changed you as a human being there's like that great saying a healthy person wants 10,000 things. A sick person just wants one thing to like be back at 100%. Like, have you known, especially that's like when someone's sick, even for a day. Like I had this the horrible, horrible stomach ache for like six hours. And I was like, I couldn't think of a single other thing than laying on one side, laying on the other. It was like just anything. I was drinking apple cider vinegar, like anything. I'm, like, please make this go away. Yeah. But, like over the course of years, obviously you can't have one singular thought. Like how, how do you think having something that's maybe blocked meditation, like just in the flow of life or like, how has it changed you?
1: When you say something that's blocked, it you mean the Lyme
0: disease um, or the illness or blocking you get in the flow state of this, and then you get taken out because of pain. Like like when I was younger and I had really bad back pain, I was like, nice, I'm really enjoying this, like watching this movie, right? And then I was okay. like, ow, oh, I have yeah. pain. Yeah. It's like it like, takes you, out yeah. blocks yeah. you from enjoying, you know, well, certain things.
1: I am at this point in my spiritual path where I am finding that everything can be a lesson or a, or a, or a or an opportunity to practice hmm. so even feeling sick or being in pain um is a it's actually a great opportunity to um you know like sit with that pain and um you know feel into it and see what it's really kind of all about investigate it
0: yeah investigate it is this something you developed when you're in prison it seems like you hear a lot of stories about people who are you know that's when I found spirituality it is in prison yeah it seems like a lot of people there's a lot of stories of people who were at prison at one point in life and now they're very spiritual
1: yeah I learned to meditate when I went into prison I had two goals learn how to play the guitar (coughs) excuse me (coughs) and learn how to meditate and I found a teacher in prison, and uh, he taught me how to meditate
0: and then... Not guitar, though? No, he didn't,
1: he didn't know great how to play guitar. would have been great if he could teach you both.
0: <laughs> uh, no, I taught myself how to play guitar. So you could be that person, if you're ever in prison, to teach someone meditation and guitar. Yeah, but hopefully I won't be. Yeah, hopefully, but <laughs> yeah. you know, it's not that outrageous that someone could teach you both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyways, you've been, I mean, that's like however long, 20 years, 15 years, you've been meditating every day?
1: Um, I started meditating in 2010, so 12 years, but not every okay. day. Like, um, I actually haven't been meditating
0: now for a couple of months. Mm. Um, it's all it takes is one day. I wrote like yeah. a short thing about it. It's like, it takes one day to build a habit and just keep compounding one yeah. day. Is, and then one day to yep. lose a habit. It's like, okay, just today I'm really busy. I'm not going to do this. And it's like, it's gone.
1: It Absolutely. It, it does slip away so easily. But that's where it's like, because I've done so much meditation, like I can just okay I'm just gonna meditate for 10 minutes it doesn't take
0: anything to meditate for 10 minutes Ooh, speak
1: for yourself <laughs> really yeah no it's tough for me
0: I enjoy it yeah. the whole time I'm blaring the Jesus album well <laughs> if
1: yeah because you guys spend a lot of time together like I have a really hard time meditating when my wife is
0: around mm. Cause oh. you could be hanging out with her
1: no it's just you know it's she's loud um
0: it's this nagging voice
1: not in my head but not <laughs> <I'm> kidding <laughs> but out in reality well no. it's it's actually kind of weird because when I was in prison and meditated in prison a lot every day for hours sometimes um prison is a very loud place so I got used to meditating where there were a lot of distractions um but then when I got out I got used to meditating without distractions mm-hmm. and so um sometimes Donna and I will try and meditate at the same time uh to kind of alleviate the distractions but then i do find myself after a certain period of time wondering well is she done meditating I wonder what she's meditating about <laughs> no i don't wonder about that but i do wonder like <laughs> is she done meditating or you know or whatever and you know
0: maybe sometimes she'll she will be done and she'll it's get It's just up. another test or time to practice <laughs> no, i'm kidding it is. Yeah, it is. definitely. That's definitely a good way to live. I, I go in and out of seeing, like, every time you see someone you just, like, can't stand or hate, you're like, all right, they're here to teach me something that, yeah. you know, like, like, and then sometimes you go out and you're like, no, I just hate that person. I just don't want to be around him. <laughs> <laughs> like, I go very in and out of that spirituality of, like, yes, I understand that it's all, like, this woo-woo. And then at certain points, I'm just like, sometimes I'm just not there for it. But I'm, I'm probably better off when I am there for it. For that said, so do you think the past couple of months of not meditating you've been worse off? Are you going to get back into it or?
1: Oh, I'll definitely get back into it. I mean, it was on my mind yesterday morning. Yeah.
0: I was thinking about meditating. In your hammock. That's the last thing we can touch on that we got to touch on. <laughs> <before. And laughs> we got hammock. another couple of five minutes. What do you sleep in every night? I sleep in a hammock. At
1: your own house? Everywhere. I bring a hammock with me when I travel. A hammock stand.
0: <laughs> How do we almost forget talking about?
1: This? I know, right? Yeah, I've been sleeping in a hammock for probably two years straight now. Two years, it's I'm not. I'm really banana bed. shaped.
0: <laughs> like a, a curve to your body. You <laughs> lay in a normal bed, your feet and you're your head's up a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. I no. guess that's
0: a hammock if you lay in it wrong. You're supposed to lay, like, diagonal in a hammock, right? Yeah,
1: you'd lay in it. But you still have a little bit of that
0: curve even Open when hammock. you do that, um, it doesn't usually. Bug you. It doesn't bug you that you no. can't roll over, or that you can't cuddle someone, or that's, you know, it's like no. the fact that you're in a hammock. Not well, bad.
1: the the one thing that it could maybe bother is, like, the cuddling thing. Like, you can't cuddle in a hammock. I mean, you you can cuddle in a hammock but it's just not real comfortable your
0: bedroom's just a bed and then two hammocks on either side of it. <laughs> basically like right when we get tired enough then we switch over to the hammock
1: no we have we we still have a bed at home you know that we uh cuddle in It'd
0: be weird to have a house with no bed like you look in their bedroom you see a, a hammock like, <laughs> all right close that door yeah then yeah uh, that's uh well don and
1: i we have we each have our own rooms
0: oh that's the way to do
1: it yeah and so we each have a hammock and a bed in in our rooms <laughs> nice yeah.
0: That's, as you can tell, we we sh- our living room is our bedroom, which probably no one listening to the show knows. But we m- we made our living room into our bedroom. One of the bedrooms a podcast room, and then the other room is like a, you know, clothes storage, storage. pretty much, but like a place to chill. It's like yeah. But ideally, like if we had a big enough house, we'd each have our own rooms too. There's just something to it where you can just completely be like, okay, you don't have to ask someone else what you want that room to be decorated like and stuff. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to have your own room for sure. Um, you must be an only child. <laughs> <kidding. Just> no, <laughs> um, but I was going to ask you, like you've slept in the hammock, or not slept in the hammock, but you i know you've gotten into hammocks you a little dabbled. bit. You've yeah, dabbled. you've in dabbled. Hammock. Yeah, in the Absolutely. last
0: year or so. But I couldn't sleep in. It. You couldn't? I sleep on a Tempur-Pedic, and it's just two mattress pads. So it's like mm-hmm. not like a thousand-dollar Tempur-Pedic. It's like a couple hundred-dollar cheap throw together Tempur-Pedic with no pillow. I like laying like exactly flat on my back or like exactly like there's something about being flat like when i had really bad back pain i couldn't even lay on couches because it has like where the cushions come together and that would screw with me having like even just that littlest bit i would just lay down on the ground on carpet i was like for some reason i'm like exactly flat is the way i am but i imagine a lot of people aren't like that and they probably can enjoy it well i was like that yeah but then i got so you had back pain oh yeah and then hammock got rid of back pain
1: um I have a lot of pain. So I have back pain, knee hip pain, pain knee pain. Left knee, yeah, pain, left knee pain and neck pain, shoulder pain though really like mm. and the, so that's why I can't 10, I can't times? sleep in a bed mm. because I I it's just painful. And I have to roll over every 30 minutes. Shoulder from
0: from drawing a bow 10,000 times a year? No. 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 Uh,
1: My, my left shoulder has been injured several times, several times in like mountain bike wrecks Mm. and um, working out.
0: Happens. Well, good stuff. Is there any like closing (laughs) (laughs) thoughts? All right. Not therapy. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) This is enough about you. No. um, Is there any like things, closing things? Like if anyone's made it this far, they're obviously like interested in a couple like sage words you have to say or calls to action. People like, hey, everyone should go try hunting or anything you follow want you said. on YouTube yeah. What's your, what's your oh, Twitter?
1: yeah yeah do all that <laughs> um, the main thing that I w- would say like if someone li- listens to this because of the Lyme disease stuff which that doesn't seem outside the realm of possibility to me because it's when if you get Lyme disease you're looking everywhere for help mm. and um, just you know keep trying you know don't give up Uh, it's a long road um, but you can get relief from the lyme disease but it's very hard Um, you basically have to decide are you going to go antibiotics are you going to go herbs and which antibiotics work for some people herbs work for other people Um, You just got to pick one, decide what works best with your lifestyle, try it, and if it doesn't work, try the other one, and um, hopefully you'll get someone to listen to your story and believe that you're sick.
0: Well, that sounds like a hashtag you. we can all get behind. Just kill all ticks. Hashtag kill all ticks. That I can there get There we go. Behind. Okay, yeah, I pitched it pretty, you know, ticks. maybe one that wouldn't work well on the show, but that, that's, the, that's the official hashtag of the show. Hashtag kill all ticks and mosquitoes. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you very much. Uh, I guess I'll see thank you around you. town. Normally you live in Bend, but you'll be in Eugene for the summer. That's right. Good stuff. All right, take care, everybody.